Yo, what's up? This is Alex with Gray Area. In this spotlight, you'll hear from Pavel Petrov, a Bulgarian producer, DJ, and nightclub owner. He's worked tirelessly over the last several years to transform his XA nightclub in Sofia, Bulgaria, into one of the hottest in his country. We'll talk about how his childhood ambitions brought him full circle, and how he hopes to reinvigorate house music with a fresh take on classic tech house. Be sure to like this video and subscribe for more interviews like this. Thanks for taking the time out to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, um, I want to ask you first, cause I always like to find out, uh, what's your earliest musical memory? My earliest musical memory. Yeah. Uh, I was enjoying Michael Jackson, by the way. Uh, I remember, um, when I was, uh, a child, a kid, uh, my father used to play one, uh, radio. Uh, and uh, every morning they played uh, different tracks of Michael Jackson between every other tracks. So I was enjoying this uh, before school every morning. So I wanted uh, so bad his album and it was uh, very hard to, hard to find a quality album of his because everything was on a cassette. You remember these times, yeah, I, do. I guess. So yeah, I... I um, I had uh, his first uh, one of his albums on a cassette. I don't remember which one was it. Uh, I remember, but I don't know the name. Uh, so I really enjoyed after that. That's my earliest memory. Um, do you did you always envision yourself being a musician, or was there were there other things that you were you were looking to do when you were younger? <laughs> that's yeah, that's a great question. Uh, well. Um, a few days ago, I was discussing uh, with some of my friends uh, about uh, what he was thinking he would become after years when he was a kid and stuff like that. Uh, so he said uh, something, something like an astronaut, but uh, right now he's working on an office, very boring work, very boring job, but uh, he's all right. But he asked me uh, what was, uh, how can I say that? Uh, what were you thinking? What you become when you when you become uh, grown up? So I I always knew that, I always knew since I was very very young, uh, I'm gonna be a boss of something. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is, I'm gonna be the boss. <laughs> so that, uh, but um, uh, ne I never thought I'm gonna be a musician or a DJ or a producer or whatever. Well, how did you? Like, what were your, uh, how did you get into music? How'd you get into dance music? How'd you fall in love with dance music? Well, I was 19 years old. Before that, I was listening to that uh, neo-metal, like uh, Limp Bizkit, Papa Roach, uh, Soulfly, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Could kind of be the opposite of uh, the electronic music. Yeah, so I was, uh, System of a Down, of course, that was my favorite one. Um, so basically, is, uh, is, I started work. Sorry. Yeah, Papa Roach is actually from nearby, from nearby where I live. Oh, really? Where's that? I live in Oakland. They're from like Modesto, which is like maybe an hour and a half from here. Oh, nice. <laughs> Send them regards from me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, what was that about? So you're you're saying you were into into new metal, but then what happened? 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that, I uh, suddenly started to, to work in uh, one store for uh, for clothes, clothing brands, and uh, it was a very expensive one. Uh, they had really good brands in it. Uh, so I had that uh, a manager. So he he was listening only electronic music. So in that time, I didn't like that type of music, but uh, he introduced it to me in the best way. So just for two weeks, I fell in love with that. And uh, he brought me to one of my first parties. And uh, man, I was like, wow, this is the thing, you know, like I'm going to. I'm gonna love this for all my life. So I started to go even on parties, but only by my own with uh, ten dollars in my pocket. So in front of the of the DJ with uh, one beer. So I was watching him into the eyes because there was no backstage for me during that time, you know. Right. So <laughs> yeah, I really I really enjoyed every single minute on every every party I was during that time. So then um, I asked another friend. Uh, bro, can you teach me? Uh, can you teach me to mix uh, tracks one with another? So I didn't, I didn't understand quite well uh, how is this even working, you know? Right. And uh, he he showed me something on um, Tractor Native Instruments, yeah. uh, but uh, it was it was kind of lame. I failed it even in that time. Right. Uh, then I met another guy. Uh, I don't know if you know Metodi Christoph. Yeah, I, I I met him. Uh, actually, we started a lot of things together in the past. That was like uh, twelve years ago or something like that. And um, he showed me how to mix on uh, mixer, players, decks, everything. So it, it how it started. Um, I think it was interesting. You brought up the the fact that even when you first started, you stood in front of the DJ, like. Were you always like when you first started going to parties? Were you already drawn to like the idea of like being in front of the crowd? Well, I love the idea of being in front of the crowd, and uh, also the idea no one to know who are you, because uh, one of my deepest pains, if I can say it like that, it's like when you go to a party, everyone wants to make a photo with you, which is great. You know, I I feel great when when this is happening, but sometimes it's too much they're coming then they're I, I can say that they can spit in your ear it's trying to talk about a lot of things you don't want to hear and you don't really want to know but for for the first five persons it's okay you know i can take that but there's another 10 and another 10 and another 10 so i can't even listen to the music so i prefer to go in mexico or somewhere in south america and just go to a party when nobody knows me and just enjoy the the trip um so you, you feel me? yeah i feel it i feel that i definitely feel that <laughs> um you like the anonymity. No, sometimes, uh, uh, sometimes people are uh, insulted by uh, when you're like, because it's the, the 35th person for one hour who wants to speak with you. And you're like, uh, I'm like, uh, oh my God, I, I don't even want to speak anymore. And uh, uh, I'm just turning back around and run away. And they're like, this guy, look at him. He don't even want to speak to me. You know? And they started to speak about Go out and have you want to go out and have a good time too. You want to enjoy the music. It's hard to enjoy the music if people keep pulling you away from the music. Yeah, I I understand them because um, they don't think about that uh, uh, 
they're not the first ones who want to speak with you. You know, they they think they're the first one. Hey, come on, let's let's have a small talk. You know, I'm okay with that. But if you're only you, it's all right. But if you, when you're the the 15th person, it's a problem. You know, that's it. I feel that. Definitely feel that. Um. So, what do you? I wanna I wanna touch on the fact that you grew up in a social. You grew up in a socialist country. Um. How did socialism ending in Bulgaria change the music culture there? Oof, uh, actually, I was born in uh, 1987. Um, I think uh, I didn't felt quite right the socialism, but um, my parents did. So I know a, a lot of stories how they supposed to live uh, in, in that times, uh, very hard times according to them, according to other people uh, lived in the socialism, great fucking times, you know, you gotta go to work, you gotta go to, uh, you, you just, after work, you go to your apartment and you make the salad and drink the rakia, that's our national national drink here. Right. So basically it's every day same, but some people like that, some other people don't, doesn't. So uh, my parents, for, for example, they explained to me about the music, um, how it was uh, very, very hard to find um, a vinyl or uh, even to listen any kind of music anywhere. Only they, they supposed to listen only Bulgarian or Russian socialistic bands and groups and shit like that. Yeah. So I think that's a pain in the ass. Uh, if if I can't find my music right now, a new music, everyday new music, that's uh, that's gonna be a Bad luck for me. <laughs> That's definitely going to be a problem. Um, I want to talk about your. How did you get into event production? To event production. Yeah. How did you start? You started throwing your events. So like, I want to find out. Like, how did the transfer? How did that that process of like, I want to be a DJ, and now I'm a DJ, and now I want to throw events. Like, what was that journey like? How did that happen? Um. Basically, it. I don't know. Um, I told you about. I mentioned Methodi. Uh, so during that time, uh, well, we were best friends. But uh, when I started the events uh, a few months uh, before that, uh, we broke up. Let's say like that. <laughs> so uh, right now, of course, we are again uh, great friends, and uh, we are working on projects together, and a lot of things. Uh, everything is reborn. Uh, luckily, uh, I'm really happy about that. But um, I started these events after that because I, I was uh, kind of alone. I had um, another friends, other friends uh, from the past left uh, from Metodi, not left from Metodi. I, I know them, of course, before that and stuff like that. But um, he was a, one of them, it was a party anymore. Uh, it's Chavdar, that's his name. So uh, there was no great place for us where we can go to have a proper party you know and uh we started to think what are we gonna do okay let's let's start our own events let's make that party for new year's eve so uh we did the first party and uh surprise i was surprised but uh, it was a blast 300 people for us during that time was wow mind-blowing and um then we started with another one 800 people the third one 1000 people and the, the numbers started growing with every event but uh we got uh, that uh, great concept every time different place we never go back to this place so different place 
um, a lot of, uh, how can I say, uh, we rent a lot of items from here and there, we rent cars, we rent a lot of things, so we can make the event like more art, uh, so people really appreciated that, and sorry? I was just I was just agreeing with you. I, I hear what you're saying. I, and then uh, after four or five years of uh, really, really historical events for my country, uh, there was a, a possibility popped up from from nothing, literally to make a club in Sofia. And uh, my partner in that time, Chavdar, he said, dude, let's make the club. And I was like, club? I gotta make music. I don't want to go. In, I don't want to build a club because I don't know how to do it, you know. And uh, usually, uh, the club owners are uh, like mafia guys and stuff like that. And I said, I don't want to mess up with this, you know. That's not my thing. I just want to keep doing my music. The things are going really well. I just, I started the touring in South America and Asia, everywhere. So I was really happy about that. Europe, of course. And um, I said no. And he was like, you're fucking crazy. So one week he tried to uh, convince me. So at the end I said, okay, let's let's do this. But we have to think a lot for that. Right. And now, uh, since the opening already three years, this is the best place. I don't want to say on the balcony or one of the best places in Europe, but it's the best place in my country for sure. Because there's... We are uh, people of, of uh, details, so every single detail in this club, it's like perfect. Some of them are almost perfect, but I'm not uh, happy every time, you know. Even if it's perfect, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that, uh, with that place. And um, people really enjoyed because we got our own codex, uh, how, what... Uh, what to wear in the club, what is welcome, what is not. Um, we are doing also different type of events. We are doing uh, trap nights uh, because this is something we really like and uh, I cannot play that, but I can really enjoy it. And uh, we found great DJs, great crew. So we build up uh, all the residency around us with uh, DJs, live guys, uh, all the guys who work there, they really care about the club. They're, they're not uh, just employees there. That's good. And, so, uh, yeah. That's so awesome. How do you, um, so you still make music and you still DJ, but I know like running a, running a club is, is a lot of work. How do you like balance all of that and then like still manage to like go on tour and do all of these things? How do you find the time to like make everything fit? Well, uh, basically, yeah, you're right. That's a lot of work. I, it's, it, the work it's, coming more and more and more and more because uh, we are still doing these events and we opened another uh, place here at Zopopol. That's why I'm living on the seaside. We opened Exeter Beach Bar. So um, basically the work, it's more and more every month. And uh, we are also doing the Euro, you know, Euro, yeah. I guess. Uh, we are doing Euro for uh, Bulgaria and uh, maybe we'll do it for Poland for the next... Uh, few years yeah. 
uh, and maybe more countries because uh, we already did one euro here in Sofia and uh, these guys, they said you are the, 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 the biggest professionals we, we worked so far, one of the biggest. So they're really happy with us and we are really happy with them. So I think it's a great partnership. Anyway, so a lot of projects, man. And uh, we just uh, had to manage to build a great team around us. And uh, all of our partners and all of our crew, they are, they are like machines. They, everyone knows what to do. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm more calm every day. It doesn't matter the work, it's uh, more. I, I know if I, I can trust this guy to, ma to manage this, I can trust this girl to manage that. And it's, it's like a machine, you know, that's it. Um, you mentioned Elro, actually. So gray area that the, the people that we're interviewing you for, we actually do Elro here in the United States. You do? Yeah. You the, do. The, the company that I work for does Elro in the United States. Yeah. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. So I, that's actually really interesting because we just reached out to you, but that's really interesting that you're doing it there. So that's, that's cool. Um, so um, having said that, and, ha you know, having said that, you had to put DJing and nightclub stuff on pause for the last year. Um, how'd you stay busy during the pandemic? Yeah, that was I, I wanted to say if uh, this pandemic uh, somehow uh, pushed us to to uh, to build up the idea for the beach bar. Oh, uh, so if it wasn't that pandemic, we would we would never do that, never because uh, we felt uh, in our comfortable comfort zone uh, with the club, everything was great. But then the pandemic hits, and uh, suddenly. My gigs, gigs are over. Yeah. My sales are over. Royalties is almost over. Uh, the club, it's not working. No money. Right. The <laughs> ground. <laughs> yeah. And um, basically, we all of us we started to think about how we we have to make some more money if there's a window for the next year. Blah blah blah. Yeah. We built a lot of plans. So one of the saving plans was that that beach bar and. Honestly, I'm very, very, very happy with it. Uh, I think I run, run away from your question, so can you repeat it again? Well, no, that's right. I think that was right, because the question was, how did you stay busy during the pandemic? And you decided to open another nightclub, which is kind of, you know, it's 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 a it's kind of a strange I, I think it's kind of a strange thing to do because you're thinking about, I don't know when, I, when gigs are ever going to come back. And then you're like, well, let's open a club just in case they do. Um, what was the inspiration behind that? Like, why did you guys decide to do that? Was it because it's an outdoor venue? So you figured this is something you could do? Or was it something that you always wanted to do? Um, how'd the idea come about? Well, uh, we are all uh, crew, uh, crew of uh, artists. So yeah. the only entertainers, let's say, not only artists. Right. Uh, that's, that's the best thing we can do. We can entertain people. Um, we we can make people have uh, fun, have a good time, have a great memories, and uh, we also can make people spend money, which is uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> yes. So we, we know how to do it. We still learn how to do it, but we I can say we already know that. Uh, so that's the best we can do, and uh, I 
there was, of course, there was another ideas uh, how to make some cash during the pandemics, but crypto shit, you know, we have to sell this, we have to buy that, 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 that's not my thing. I can't do it with my heart. I can't do it. So what I believe is that when you do something, uh, when you do something without your heart and soul, it's doomed, you know, and of course the opposite, when you do it with your heart and soul, it's, it's a matter of time uh, when you, when you're going to reach the success. But you always reach the success. That's it. It's a rule for me. Yeah, that's 100% true. Um, yeah. Yeah, both said. Um, so let's talk about like you producing because um, I kind of want to hear about like your production process. Um, where do you start when you, when you start a song? Do you start with the drums? Do you start with the tune in your head? Like where, where do you start and how do you, how do you get to where you're going? Well, how do I start? Every time is different. Uh, there is usually, of course, but first I'm getting inspired from a, from a movie, from, from movie like a historical movie for a musician, documentary for a musician like uh, James Brown, this movie. Uh, there's one track, XA, if you know it. Uh, it's all inspired by uh, uh, that movie for James Brown. Wow, I was crying at that movie for five times, man. I watched it three, three, four times. That's one of my favorite movies. So I, I was so inspired. I, I really wanted to reach the studio so fast after after I watched it. So at the end of the movie, uh, I was almost in the car driving to the studio. So I started to make music like that. And um, I remember I started Excel with... Um, uh with the kick and bass only i mean uh i have a few kicks i'm working with now i got a few more uh but uh i got few kicks i really like because uh kicking the bass of course it's the, the most important uh part for me because when you manage to make the groove only with these uh two things the track is uh, the track is 50 percent done because uh you are already moving so I remember uh, I, I mixed uh, one great bass with the kick and uh, that was groovy enough. So I said, this is going to be really fat. Then I found, um, usually I'm trying to find the, the beat, the clubs and the hats at the end because this is, uh, this is like a dessert for me. It's the, the best thing. But um, this time I said, life is too short. Eat the dessert first. So... I, I found uh, very quickly uh, these uh, fat claps and um, I EQ'd them very quickly. Everything was super quickly with this track at the beginning. And um, then I got the beat, everything. And uh, then I started to make uh, the music, the, the chores, the synth, the arps, everything. Yeah. And um, the vocal, this is uh, one of the most important parts. There was uh, the vocal is from um, the, the launching video of um, Exec Club's uh, teaser. Uh, so it's uh, we the, the the whole crew invented the um, we wrote the the lyrics of that. Uh, so basically, it was uh, almost done track the full vocal. So I couldn't hear one here here and there, and. Uh, Bam, it's done. I love, that. I love being walked through the process of like creating a track. Um, I produce too. So it's always like really interesting to me to hear how other people like conceptualize music or where they draw their inspiration from. Um, so thank you for that. I'm curious because I, I 
and that, that, that's a curious problem. Huh? How do you start your tracks? No, um, it that also depends. Um, sometimes I get inspired by hearing a vocal. Sometimes I just decide to sit down and start writing. But oftentimes, even if I'm inspired by a vocal or I have a synth line in my head, I always have to lay the drum, the kick. I always have to lay like a kick, a hat and, and hi-hats down. So I have something to match everything up to. So even if I have like a bass line running in my head, I'll just keep it running in my head while I write something down, like while I get something down really fast. Cause I can always replace that later. If I don't like the hat pattern, I can always go back and replace it later. But if I don't have something to like write to like rhythmically, then I can't get, I can't, I can't go anywhere. Um, so actually one of the most recent songs that I was working on um, was inspired by me listening to a bunch of old fidget house and deciding I was going to like, I was like, Oh, let me see if I can write something like that. That sounds a little bit more modern. So, um, and it actually came out really cool. I was just like, Oh, I want to do this again. Cause I really liked it then, but I want to do something like that's like, doesn't sound like it's 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But it's always, it's always like, I always start off with a kick drum. Like I always have to like, I always have to lay down the foundation first so I can like figure every like figure out how everything else should lay down around it. Cause like you said, that's the most important thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also the speed, uh, the speed of the production is very, very, very important. Uh, when I managed to design my idea, the the quickest in the, the best way and the quickest way, that's hundred percent success for me. Because sometimes uh, there are tracks I, I make them for three months, four months, five months. And at the end, it's done. But I already hate that track so much, so I cannot, I cannot give it the energy it deserves. You know, it's a good track, but still misses that uh, part of me because it's five months. And when I when I can make a track for one day or two days, or three days maximum, I love that track. It's got the energy. It's got everything. My my best songs happen in one session. Like I'll. I can sit down and like, if I write something in like two or three hours, then I'm like, I know this one is really good because you're like in the flow. Everything is just coming out of you. You're like, I'm putting everything into this right now. And yeah, I may be exhausted by the end of it, but I know this is going to be really good because I got, I got it all down at once. Like you really got the, the, like the feeling into it. The longer it takes me to write a track, the harder it is for, is for me to be into it later. Cause I just keep coming back to it. I'm like, what's wrong with this? Maybe it just sucks. And that's why I keep coming back to it. Yeah. I, my internet connection is not really well at the balcony. So I just got in to, to, to take some. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll feel you on that. <sighs> What's going on in the US? Tell me. Um, well, you know, we're, where I live, we're pretty much open. Like I live in, I live in Oakland slash San Francisco. So we, I still have the option of like going to play DJ gigs and going out. Um, most places are going to like vaccinated only to, to go inside places or, you know, so it's a little bit weird, 
Um, but I feel a little bit safer and, you know, we get, we, I still get to do things. Like there's a lot of places in the country or even like in Canada that are still on lockdown where you can't do anything at all. So we're lucky to have like a scene happening. U.S. It's uh, crazy right now with the house and techno and electronic music. Yeah. It's like a revolution. It's it's, I mean, it's it's so nice to see. I've been doing this for, I've been in the scene for like 20 plus years. And wow. when I first started, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, dance music was not cool. Like we yeah. were weird. We were weird for for liking this yeah, stuff. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like we were the weird kids. Like, oh, you listen to, you listen to techno? Oh, that's, that's right. Like that's, that's too repetitive. And now it's like the cool thing to do. And I mean- yeah, there's a lot of commercial shit that's happening, but I think it's also really cool to see like underground dance music like popping off. Like it's nice to see artists that 20 years ago would struggle to to tour getting millions of plays on a song. I love to see that. That's just amazing. It's it's nice to see the US like finally figuring it figuring out what the rest of the world figured out a long time ago. Finally it was about time, man. Yeah. Welcome. I'm- yeah, right. I mean, I was always yeah. jealous of places like Europe where they have like they had big festivals all the time. And I was like, why can't we do that here? And now we get that. So it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. Not only in Europe, I mean, uh, the whole the whole world except US, because uh, you had that EDM and uh, somehow the, the, the EDM, I, I can see that a lot of EDM artists are going uh, techno, tech house and house music. For example, you know uh, Carnage. Yeah, you were just you were just you were just with him a few like a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was a guest here, uh, really cool guy. Uh, so he he wasn't here as Carnage; he was here as Gordo. That's his uh, house and take house name. And uh, to be honest, uh, I I was quite scared what to expect from him because he's a good DJ from from a lot of years, but uh, in another style, which I don't like, honestly, right. of course. But uh, man, he did amazing mix, you know, amazing set. People get crazy. I, I, I was watching him playing his techniques. He, he's, uh, he's super professional. So I think as Gordo, he, he's, great. He, he's got a great uh, future. So I, I would definitely book him back here at Exe and uh, Exe Sofia. It's really good to hear. Um, I feel like he got a lot of he got a lot of like bad bad vibes from people for like starting to play tech house, at least in the US. Really? A lot of people in the US were were talking shit about that. And like I feel like it's like, hey, if that's what you like to do and you're really feeling the music and you want to go in a new direction, fucking go for it, man. That's awesome. Like great. You want to you want to yeah. play house music? I want to hear more people play house music. Like, and if you're good at it and you're making good tunes, then fucking go for it. That's good. That's good for us. It's good for everybody if more people want to do that. Especially somebody like him who's had commercial success, who's like played a lot of like who's played to large crowds that are there to hear pop music. If he's playing house music, that means more people are going to like house music. Of course, he's got 1.1 million in Instagram, and uh, that's great influence for our house, small house right? music community. It is. Yeah. I, you know, convert all of those people to house music fans. Exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I respect yes. I respect uh, what he's doing because that's uh, not everyone will do everyone can do that because you are risking uh, your very successful career for millions just for following your heart, you know. <sighs> huge respect to that guy, you know. No, huge respect. I mean, like, and I always felt like, you know, people talk about like selling out or all this and it's like if you're following your heart, then there's no such thing as selling out. Even if that means you're making pop music or you're making like country, who cares? If that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. Good for you. Like keep keep doing your thing. I I got to respect that. Yeah, I I think he he's uh, more happy playing electronic music and that's why he's switching. It's not the, it's not about the money here. No. That's it. It's definitely it's not about the money. Of course it's not about the money. Yeah. Oh, he, was he could he was probably getting higher streams and making more money doing the other thing but if he wants to go for it dude i love to see it i love to see that yeah well um i always like to to wrap things up by asking what excites you about the future of dance music wow this is this is a tricky question <laughs> what excites me I think uh, most of um, uh, all of the genres has uh, they have uh, their own future. So I'm I'm buzzing to see how, for example, techno uh, it's gonna develop in the next few years. Also the tech house, also the house music because uh, it's an old thing, but it's coming back and it's going back and it's coming back i can see that during the years so i'm curious about the next few years because right now tech house and the house music the original ones they're mixing in a very good way so i think they will become something different together and i'm curious uh how it's gonna be also uh indie melodic uh, all these scenes they 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 build up their own community so uh basically all of the genres right now are very strong and uh yeah why not another new one i'm curious but basically i'm starting a, a new style of production right now it's it's not a new style but it's uh uh between mine and uh between the old tech house uh, b before like seven years right. so w w of course the quality it's uh, higher uh, than before so i think that's a good advantage and um uh, I'm curious uh, how this line is gonna it's gonna develop as well. So expect uh, something more different and groovy and dirty and sexy for from my next production. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to me today. This has been really fun. Um, and yeah, I look forward to hearing more from you in the future, and we'll definitely be in touch. Alex, yeah, thank you so much for that. Uh, it was super pleasure for me. Thank you. Super pleasure. For that. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed okay, it too. Exactly so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then, man. Talk, nice, great talking okay. to you. We'll see, we'll speak soon. Bye, bye, Alex. Bye. Take care.